you're feeling very relaxed. I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Style Without Stress. I love this topic, Kelly, because I think decorating can be so stressful for some people. Well, we hear that so often from our listeners or blog readers that people get all bunched up inside when they start thinking about decorating. They don't know where to start or they don't know where to go. They don't know. They really get hung up on what their style is and how they have to recreate something they may have seen in a magazine. So it can be stressful. It's coupled with some very obvious stressors. You have to make decisions, which sometimes is difficult, and decisions you're going to have to maybe live with for a long time if it's paint color or expensive furnishings. And yes, expense. It costs money to decorate sometimes. So all those things added together in conjunction with trying to make everyone in your house happy can really lead to a stressful situation. But... We know it doesn't have to be like that. So we're going to pass on some ideas and tips and suggestions today to take the stress out of decorating for everyone. Yeah, and I would say it's broken up into two sections today. The first section is kind of what's going on in your head, kind of things to make the decorating process itself less stressful. And the second part are things that you can do in your home to make living in your home less stressful. So it's we're de-stressing the decorating process and the life in your home. Those are the things that we're really focused on today. So we'll we'll do the the part in your head first. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into your heads first. We're gonna crawl in there first. <laughs> you wanna start? Sure. We'll kick it off with emphasizing that you should not stress about trying to figure out what your style is. As as we always say, we want you to develop your own style. So that should be a fun process. You shouldn't put yourself under the gun or under a time frame. And you should let your style be an expression of what you love and your life lived and the life you want to live and and live out with the people who you're in your home with. So take time to develop it. Enjoy the process. Don't try to compartmentalize or pigeonhole your look. Don't even try to put a name on it necessarily, or just call it your name because your home should be a a reflection, a mirror of you, of the best of you, because that's what you want to be around all the time. Well, and I think one thing I would add to what you're saying is I, I think it is helpful to know your style or have a name for it. But with the caveat, if this is stressing you out, if you can't figure out what that is, then don't worry about it. It's okay. You can move forward without that step. Give up on this whole concept of a perfect home. I hear things like, well, my house is just so small. I don't like my kitchen. My kitchen is dated or this or that. And you know what? We all have something in our houses that just isn't where we want it to be. But we want you to kind of embrace, you know, we want you to be happy with wherever you are. So I think this whole thought of perfection is best thrown out the window. And I, I I understand that's easier said than done for some personality types. But I know, for example, at the farm, the dog scratches are bad on the floors. It's bad. It, it really looks bad. I'm not kidding. But you know what? I've just had to say, I love my collie. And this is just, it is what it is. And you know what? I'm not going to stress about it. This is not going to 
impact how much I enjoy it out there. So I think you just have to say, this doesn't have to be perfect for me to enjoy it. That's a really important thing to talk about. And and everybody has a different level of what perfection means to them. And it means some, my idea of perfection might be a little over the top compared to what other people might be. Might be. <laughs> because that's just sort of the way I am. But having things in order and all of that, I think that's really important to distress for everyone. So we'll get on to different points like that as we go through the show. Find what can kind of give for you. Like Anita saying about the dog scratches on the floor. Well, embrace those because Molly the Collie is so fabulous and she's making her mark literally and figuratively on the house <laughs> and on the family. And that's just part of their lives. She's a fa- part of the fabric of their, her lives. So that's okay. Or like if you have a really messy teenager for a period of time, I've come out to the other side with one of them. I can't even oh. believe the transition, but it yeah. happened. I would open my daughter's door and get so stressed out and think, I don't have an hour and a half to clean them. Just shut the door. You know, <laughs> and then if some other thing, you know, some, if you need to get things done and the dishes don't get done until later in the evening, the breakfast dishes are there. Well, you know, it's sometimes it just can't get done. So kind of figure out what you can let go and what level of less than perfect is livable for you. Or maybe you have small kids and you just have toys out. Yeah. And that is just where you oh, are. Yeah. You know what? That's all. That's okay. I mean, that's just the st- phase of life that you're in. Right. And I would just embrace it because that's not going to last forever. You know, I think about uh, you and I as collectors of antiques, Kelly. You, we kind of have this appreciation for these antiques. And the antiques always come with knots and dings and wormholes and scratches. And, you know, it's kind of part of the patina of the piece. And if a piece comes to me and it's perfectly pristine... I really don't even buy that it's an antique. So if you're a collector of antiques, you kind of know what I'm talking about. You are used to the patina thing and you get that that adds value and that that is what makes the piece so special and unique is the life that it's lived. And it has come complete with, you know, scars to prove it basically. And so I think we kind of need to apply that approach to our homes and just say, you know what, they're not perfect. And, and this just kind of part of the charm of the home. And I think in some of these European countries where the houses are two, 300 years old, they get this better than Americans do because you don't get a new house usually. So you don't get a house that's all perfectly painted that has no marks and dings. By the time you get it, it's already pretty worn in <laughs> with a lot of uh, defects. Absolutely. I just read an article about embracing the patina and how not only is it imperfect, but it actually makes your home so much more beautiful. So if you haven't already embraced that way of decorating or adding decorative pieces with patina to your home, I highly suggest you do because I don't really care if somebody gets a mark on even my dining room table because it's all banged up already. I mean, it just sort of adds to the character. So it really does lower the stress on caring for your items if they've already got this great patina or rusty business going on anyway. It's like, well, the more the merrier, you know, leave, leave your own mark, you know, come on, Molly, walk on my table. You know, (laughs) I don't think you want that. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's another thought on your decorating approach. And that is to not worry about what other people think. Oh, that's a tough one. I know. And this, I understand this is so personality driven because some personalities are very concerned about what other people think. And then some people, 
it doesn't really bother them. You know, and we're bloggers. So people see pictures of our homes all the time. We're on Instagram and everywhere. So Kelly and I get lots of feedback. So I definitely have had my share of people that just don't like my home. And, you know, that's just kind of part of it. And I had to just kind of come to that place where I just say, you know what, it's just not their style. And so I don't, when someone says they don't like my house online, I don't, feel like I've failed. I just see it as, you know what? I'm just not their cup of tea. My house is not their cup of tea. And I just go on about my business because you know what? It's okay. And I'm not mad at them. I'm not upset. I just kind of- I am. I'm always mad at them. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Anita. You're a little mad at them too. No, it's so true. You can- if Not you're usually. Getting, no, mean, I'm know. joking. If yeah. we're if you're in this business and it gets you upset to see a person who doesn't like your house, well, then you shouldn't be posting on Instagram, whether you're a professional influencer blogger or just somebody who likes to share their home. Because you know what? If you're doing anything, if you're making any interesting moves out there, there's going to be somebody who doesn't like what you're doing. I cannot. I, some of the stuff though on, on YouTube kind of blows me away because usually on the blogs and stuff, I really never have anyone. Most of the people that I encounter on my blog throughout the years have, if they didn't have something nice to say, I guess they didn't say it. it you know, I'm sure there were people didn't like it. They just stopped reading or went the other way. Right, but on right. YouTube, it's the craziest business. Oh, like, well, in Facebook, fa- that is oh, just yeah. The a, fact that I painted yeah. my woodwork, I mean, oh, yeah. if I took all of that personally, I'd be scrubbing all the paint off and, you oh, know, yeah. crying in the corner. It's just like, whatever. It's my house. It's your house. Even if you have a neighbor or a sister or a friend who doesn't seem to like what you're doing, well, it's not their house. The other thing I used to say to bloggers when they would come on the Facebook groups and be upset because somebody had said something mean about their house and everyone was consoling them. And, you know, I, <laughs> and I know, no, I, girls, okay. girls, girls, girls. No, no, no. I mean, and that was good. I mean, I think that was good to say, you know what? It's okay. Don't worry about it. But I would always say rather than, you know, for you, I would say, you know what? Congratulations. Uh, you know, you've made it you, because to me, that's part of the process of uh, becoming, you know, a personality on a platform is to have a troll. So, you know, I just see it as a right of passage. So if you've yeah. had somebody not like your house, then congratulations, you've made it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really kind of true. And what do they say? Any press is good press. You're shaking it up. You're impacting someone. Most of it is positive, but there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like it. So just let it slide. Whatever. And it's just right. And it, I, this is, again, I just want to emphasize this again. If somebody doesn't like your house, it does not mean that your house is not good looking, that your house is not beautifully done. It just means either the person is rude or the person just doesn't like your style. It's just, it's just not their style. Or they have an absolutely no taste. And there's a lot of or people that, like yes. that. Don't even worry about it. Exactly. So Moving I on. think if you can move past that, then you'll be so much happier in life. Yes. So true. Did you have any other No time for haters. I know. So are we between the ears now or are we going to move into the house? Are we between the ears? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Oh, let me just say something. If you are in the midst of renovating or doing a pretty expansive redecorating of your home, a way to eliminate or at least reduce the stress of that time period is to prioritize. And maybe you limited to three of your top priorities and you address them. And rather than trying to address all fronts at one time, I would also suggest 
narrowing it to one room at a time. So you can oh, I finish mm-hmm. something. Definitely a stress reliever because if you're water bugging all over the place, it's never going to feel like you've really done anything. There's going to be a lot of rooms in chaos. Oh, I so agree. I love the approach of doing one room at a time because then when you finish that one room, it is such a sense of accomplishment and you feel just so happy. And then you have that one room that you can enjoy. Whereas if their whole house is in process, you don't have one room that you can go in and sit in and say, this room is done and I can enjoy this room. So yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Now I think we can get into the the actual house, right? Okay. Well, this is something that I instituted earlier this year. And Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed to say only this year (laughs) did I start doing this. And that is that every day I file everything that needs to be filed. So any receipts, anything, any any papers coming in the door, anything I needed to print out, it's all put up at the end of the day. And I used to kind of just throw it in a pile and then maybe every few months I would have to then sit down and file everything. I didn't want to do it. And it was, first off, it would stress me walking past the pile all the time. And then putting something on it, I would think, oh my goodness, look how big this pile is. And then I wouldn't want to sit down and deal with it because it was so out of control. And so it was just causing me stress the whole time. Whereas now I just, it's really, it's no more than a cut two minutes a day. And I go in there and it's done. And then I am happy every time I look in my study and there's no pile in there. And aside, I'm talking to everyone now except you. What the heck is she filing every day? I mean, it's like it's like you're operating a major corporation at your house. I don't know what you have to file every day, but I'm so glad you're doing it. It makes you feel good. I I cannot Just, imagine like filing that much. Well, but, there's well, we get like you know, there's the the phone, not the phone bill, but there's like the electrical bill and the, this bill and then that bill. And we have to keep it. It's just never mind. It just, I guess you have all that online, but we need all that for taxes. So. Oh, you I don't, do have- I don't pay taxes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. All right. Joking. I, it, most of uh, 99% of what I'm filing is for taxes, mm. but I get a ton of mail every day. Oh, see, I don't get any mail. I get no mail, really nothing. Well, so anyway, all, good for yeah. Anita. Okay. She's figured out a way to do that. So if you have paperwork and things like that, I think she's absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, I'll just put it in this pile. And then every time you I'm walk- just glad I'm not doing your taxes. <laughs> oh, my taxes are so easy. My husband does them. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. You know, if you have a pile of something that is a constant chore, a reminder of something you don't want to do. Now, this could be your pile of receipts and things to file papers. It could be- uh, you know, a bag of things to take to Goodwill. It could be a pile of laundry to put away. If you've got things like that, that are prominently displayed in your home in an area that you're seeing all the time, and it's a constant reminder of having to do something you don't want to do. Well, what do you think that causes you? Ah, oh, stress. So what do you want to do that for? You can eliminate it. So just, you know, what Anita's saying is so true. Just get it done on a daily basis. So so take care of the the daily debris, so to speak, every day. Uh, you know, and that doesn't mean staying up until twelve thirty a.m. picking up you know Polly Pocket shoes or Legos from your carpet and putting them in little containers. Like sometimes you just have to let it go. So you kind of kind of have to do a dance with the letting go of perfection and the keeping up with the daily debris. So you have to find a balance that's right for you. But it is so nice not to have a constant reminder of something you don't want to do just looking at you in the face all day well, long. I think I think the stress thing now. I'm not talking about 
kids' toys. But after a certain age, I got to where if we were doing anything fun, and I tried to do put in at least one fun thing a day, we didn't get to the fun thing until everyone cleaned up their mess. So Whoa. they had, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of cleaning up. In fact, there was at some point Evie was like, she didn't want to have any friends over because she didn't want to have to clean up after that. <laughs> That's an avoidance tactic. <laughs> Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. DTT is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We all know life can be so overwhelming, and many of us don't even stop to take the time to realize we're totally burnt out. The endless to-do list, the people to care for, the needs to fill. So many of our roles in life can lead us to feeling burnt out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing all the stress in your life, and it will give you an opportunity to recharge, regain the spark in your life, and learn to avoid the burnout in the future. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, and you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Decorating Tips and Tricks listeners will receive 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash DTT. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash DTT. So your business is growing. That's great. But with it comes more questions, more headaches, and this is why you need Gusto. Gusto is the all-in-one HR platform for growing businesses. In particular, paying your team can be really difficult, especially with all the different tax laws. If you have remote workers, ah, with the ever-changing tax laws, complex calculations, and different types of employees to account for, running a payroll can be a real headache. Luckily, Gusto's worked the last decade to make sure professionals like you can run payroll in minutes. But that's just scratching the surface of what Gusto can do for your business. From comprehensive benefits to hiring and onboarding tools and team management features, Gusto's platform is built to help your company scale with confidence. As a special thanks to our listeners, we're offering Gusto free for three months at gusto.com DTT. Get the products you need to power your business at your fingertips at gusto.com slash DTT. So I want to extend beyond the not just the bills and the staying on top of your filing, but staying on top of anything that can kind of get out of hand. So I promised myself the beginning of this year, I would not let my inbox get out of hand in my email, my filing of uh, bills, receipts, all that stuff. And then thirdly, laundry. And that was another thing. I was doing laundry and then throwing it. Not to say I don't have laundry sitting there now, but I will take care of it today. But, you know, the stuff would come out of the dryer and it never got hung right away. So everything had to be ironed because I never hung anything on time. It was just a mess. And then when I would be able to do the laundry, I would be overwhelmed with loads and loads and loads of laundry. So now it's just kind of like, I think of it like chunking things into smaller chunks. If you have a smaller chunk, if you just keep on top of the little chunks of the day, it's just a little chunk. But once you've let it build up over weeks or months, then things just feel out of control. And then you feel like you cannot even deal with them. Yeah. So, so many things like that. Clutter gets out of control, dishes, just all that stuff. If you can just kind of keep that in control, 
And, and it takes so little time to do it if you're taking care of it on a daily basis. But in that stuff, it's stressful. Yeah. Here's another one that's more fun is create a focal point that you really enjoy, that really touches your heart. Something you're going to see, maybe it's even when you first walk in the door, create a focal point that makes you feel really wonderful, whether it be a piece of art, even just treating yourself to a bouquet of cut flowers on a regular basis and having a vase that you put it in. Maybe it is in your entryway. Maybe it's on your kitchen counter. Just something that makes you feel good and gives you that, ah, I'm home, I'm relaxed, uh, I'm not being greeted by a pile of things that I need to be doing. I'm surrounded by the things that I love. And this particular item, this focal point is jumping out and saying, hey, you're home, take your shoes off, relax, let the stress of the day fall away from you. So that's pretty easy to do. And it doesn't have to be something elaborate. It just has to be something that speaks to you. I think having something beautiful to look at as you enter your home is a wonderful idea. How about this one too, adding plants inside? I think there is so much de-stressing involved with looking at beautiful live plants in your home. Oh yeah. And plants do so much for a room, obviously, but also do so much just for your psyche. Um, something organic is really important in a room and I don't think you'd be wrong in putting a plant in almost every room. You can have a large one in your living room, a little one on the counter in the kitchen, maybe a little pot of herbs, something like that. It's amazing what these small touches will do to sort of soothe you to self-comfort. And you and take an individual and say, oh yeah, so I put a pot of basil on the side of my counter. Like all my troubles are not going to just trickle away. But if it's there consistently and you do it in addition to these other tangible things that we're talking about today, in addition to try to shifting your mindset away from perfection and all of that that we spoke about in the beginning, all of that, just like all the stresses that may be happening to you at work or personally or whatever, how they all add up, all these things that you're doing to de-stress also add up, but in a positive way. And the best place to really be doing that on planet Earth is in your own home. So I think if you do a few of these things, if not maybe do every single one of them that we're talking about today, I think you're going to really see an impact on your life and how you're feeling. What about that exercise equipment that's taking up a lot of space in your room that you don't want to use? I mean, talk about a guilt trip every time you walk by it. Yeah. If you've got exercise equipment in your house and you're not using it, just move it on to somebody else or sell it or something because honestly, it's just going to be driving you nuts looking at it all the time. And I would add to that, what about that half-finished project that you've left sitting out- Because you don't want to put it up because it's not finished yet, but clearly it's been there for a year. Yeah. This is a stressful thing for you to walk past every day. And you may think you're ignoring it, but it's weighing on you. So it's another one of those things. If you're not going to finish this project, if it needs to be done, hire someone to do it or just get rid of it or put it in the garage or something. So you're not having to see it every time you're walking around your house. Yeah. No, that's a really good one. And the exercise equipment, it's so true. I have this lovely client and the wife thinks the most amazing facial expressions because oftentimes the husband wants to work with us when we're doing things. Oh no, 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 no. And it is just so classic. (laughs) And he's got closets full of the stretchy bands and, oh, and little uh-huh. weights and things uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. And she'll be like, so, hey, do you think that maybe we could – Kelly and I were going to just sort of – because we're doing the office, you know, and we're redecorating it. And maybe we were going to put all that in a bin. It's like, oh, no, 
I'm going to be using that. And there's dust on the stuff. Yeah, like there's yeah. dust on it. He's not using that stuff. Like, come on. So if, you know, if you're the equivalent and you've got dust on your stuff, no, no, get rid of it. Anita is well, so see, right. Yeah. So we've kind of done the, when I've been told, oh, by family members, oh, I'm using that or I'm going to use it and I can see it's clearly covered with dust. I kind of put a time limit on it and say, okay, you have until this date. And if I don't see that, if this has not been like, I'm marking where it is. Like if this has not been picked up, I will know. Oh. And then after this point, you know, if you can't agree to get rid of it, then we're it's at least going in the garage or something. Yeah. You know, so then they know. And then when it happens, you know, they're not fighting with me because they know it's true. They know. They know. It probably makes them feel better too because they were never going to really lift up oh, no. those little weights or get those bands out or finish that needlework or painting or whatever they were doing. Yeah. No, You're I'm the organizer. Them. And You're my family, them. when I start saying, okay, we are going to organize fill in the blank, they, I get so many dagger eyes and <laughs> things thrown at me. I mean, they really hate me in the beginning, but at the end, then they really do appreciate it reluctantly. You know, they admit it's, it's better not having the mess. You know, and the, and the clutter of things that are just staring at you, taunting you. They do appreciate you at the end. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I wouldn't go I that know. Far. I know they do. I know they must. How about, how about the color blue and green? Those colors are very associated with de-stressing and relaxing. So if you have a stressful life, those are some good colors to use in your home that will help you relax. And these are the colors of the ocean and of the sky. Yeah, I think that those colors really are helpful. But you know, whatever colors make you feel good. But obviously, True. the revved up colors. You know, if mm-hmm. everything is red, you know, you're going to feel a little like woohoo. Other than if it's a pale blue. So think about it. Do you even even if red and orange are your favorite colors? If you're so stressed out, maybe you should start thinking about wearing those colors, but having your home decorated in more soothing colors, particularly or your even bedroom. Neutrals, even neutrals. If you don't, if you're one of those, if you're like Kelly, blue is just not your color, then try some neutrals. That might be calming. Creating space. You know, we did a whole podcast on the use of negative space, positive use of negative space. That is so important in de-stressing. It's right up there with just having bags and piles and all of that. Just too much stuff, too much furniture. Segways me to the next point, create pedestrian pathways throughout your house. So if you don't have a way to get through your rooms that are comfortable and you're kind of like making a sharp 90 degree or banging your knee every time you go past something, change things. Just because something landed someplace 15 years ago doesn't mean it needs to be there. It may seem like, how's that going to reduce my stress, Kelly? Well, it is because if you don't have to be maneuvering around in your own home, if you feel like you can walk from one side of the room to the other and sit in a comfortable chair, ha, ha that's going to be a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Right. If all your chairs have laundry in them, oh, it's not, it's that's not the worst. Yeah, I know. It's just not fun to go in the room. Uh, so how about adding some essential oil diffusers? Lavender is my favorite for a relaxing scent. I mean, do you have any favorites, Kelly? Oh, I would say lavender would be mine as well. Copying you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But but essential oils are uh, just some scents that you find that you love. You can do some research and figure out which ones are meant for relaxing. But I think that's a nice way to just add some calmness to the room. 
Isn't that nice? Yeah. And then you also don't have the stress of burning your house down with a candle and you could probably leave that going. Don't some of those diffusers even on timers? So say if you're at work yes. all day, it maybe it clicks on half hour before you come home or something like that and you come in. Isn't it nice when you come in and your home smells good? Oh, yeah. That is so lovely. So maybe you can create that and it's a whole sensory experience. So you walk in, you take in this lovely scent and then you don't see piles of junk everywhere and then you see your beautiful fill-in-the-blank focal point and you're like, oh, this is so great. This is my house. I'm so happy to be here. We talked about color and colors. Also, limit your color palette. This is something that's so important for decorating in so many ways. And it's really one of our hallmark tips on the podcast. Limit your color palette. That's a lot less visual noise and you've got a whole Crayola box of colors going on. It'll be a lot more relaxing. Really, no matter what colors you choose, if there's a limited color palette, it will definitely be more relaxing. Lighting, so key. Now, if you come in and the you have one switch and when you flip it on, all these overhead lights go on and that's all you've got going on. And they're only at the brightest of the bright level. That's not relaxing. That's a place where you perform surgery. You know, that's a place where you're like, I have to get this splinter out. You know, that's right, the kind of lighting right. you need for that. You don't want that lighting all the time. So dimmers, a variety of lights, Try not to have just overhead lighting, scent, lighting, positioning of your furniture, and creating a space that's beautiful and that touches your heart. I want to go back to the lighting thing, and I think you're so right. The other thing I want you to think about is that blue light is associated with daytime, and it's going to impact your ability to get sleepy at night if you're still being bombarded with blue light. So you want yellow light before you're going to bed and you don't want too much of that. So incandescent bulbs, I know we were talking about that, but there's some other bulbs you can get. Just make sure and check your bulbs and make sure the light is not too blue because that's fine during the day, but as you're getting closer to bedtime, you really don't want those bulbs on or switch them out for some yellow ones. Gosh, there's just so many little things that you can be doing. Even if you just put a mirror opposite a window that oh, right. is you know looking out mm -hmm. into a garden or even if it's just looking out onto your front lawn and then there's a tree on the parkway something like that that's a way to bring the outdoors in uh, in a really beautiful easy way no maintenance required just hang up a mirror and you've got that going on the mirror will also do a lot for your room in other respects but just having the the sense of the uh, of nature being present in your home is a really powerful de-stressor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and opening those curtains and the shades during the day, letting the light come in helps your mood. So I think there's a lot of things that you can do. And the lighting, I think you're right, is very key to a sense of well-being. Anita, what are we going to learn today? Tell us what the DTT Define is. Well, this one's really simple. It's a mullion. And that is the vertical wood between window frames. So it's pretty simple and easy, but I know you've heard the term and now we know what it means. Is it only vertical? I believe so. I mean, that is in the definition is just vertical. Interesting. So if it's multi-paned and there's some horizontal things? Well, I, I mean, I think later we can go into all the pieces. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different pieces to it. I think we should cover those because, I mean, it is interesting and you've heard all the terms, but, you know, I have a hard time remembering which one is which, like, you know, I know the parts, but 
what's the name for everything sometimes. Right. It's no. It's hard to remember. Good to know. It's all lying ahead of us. It's very exciting. All the information we're going <laughs> to get. Only to us. <laughs> and everybody listening. Come on. Okay. What's your crush? I am enjoying the show Harry Wild. Have you been watching that? No. Okay, it's on Acorn, and it's about a literature professor, Harriet, or Harry, Wild, and it's the character's played by Jane Seymour. Oh, and so the Jane. character's retired. She gets mugged, so she moves in with her son temporarily and uh, somehow gets involved in a crime case, and then she becomes She's a, no longer a, a doctor, Dr. Quinn, no. medicine lady. <laughs> No, no, no. Now she's English. She's lost her American well, she, accent. Now it's English. But isn't again. she English to start with? She is English. I know, she I went know. back it's and just, forth. Yeah, it's back to the real one now. Talk yeah. about reinventing yourself. Go, Jane, go. I know, I know. So, I mean, she looks great. I, I don't know how old she is, but she still looks fantastic. Does she still have all that long hair? She does. She does. So, yeah. That's her thing. My crush today is something I use every single day. It's uh, very um, foundational to my office, and uh, it's really inexpensive. It's my blotter. I'm using for my desk a piece of furniture, a vintage piece of furniture that is kind of an interesting table. I don't know if you, maybe in a DTT defines, you could tell us what this is, but it widens, and it has these interesting cranks inside of it. So I used to have it narrow the desk wide wide yeah and it's not even mm-hmm. really a desk probably it's more of like a console table and it's a trestle like you you taught us a couple of the weeks ago so anyway I'm using that as my desk and it's great but I didn't want to be pressing on it with pens and having my computer sit on it because it is a nice antique so I bought this blotter on Amazon and it's so simple it comes rolled it is vegan leather which i like to say rather than pleather and <laughs> it is comes in lots of different sizes mine is 31.5 by 15.7 so that's large i think there's even a larger size and then a smaller size it is stitched edges super easy to clean off you can spritz it with your regular cleanser or just wipe it with water and uh, it comes in a lot of different colors as well and it's Right now, you know, Amazon just changed a little bit, but it was like $12.10, really weird amount. Definitely protects the furniture, and it kind of brings in a little bit of more of a modern feel against the the wood furniture that I'm using as a desk. So thanks so much for hanging out with us today, and remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. (music) 